we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the new We Power On season of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host, Simone Roche, and on Monday, the 21st of March, we hosted the Northern Power Women Awards 2022, where we were joined by over a thousand role models in the room and over 500 online to spotlight the fantastic work going on in and from the Northern Power Women community. We really do take pride in the fact that our wars are not just about one night and that the legacy and the storytelling of these role models last well past the end of the awards event itself. And that's why this is the We Power On season. That's what it's all about. Over the next few episodes, we'll be powering on with the legacy of the Northern Power and Awards, inspiring you with stories about how we're cracking on and keeping you updated on the latest from the Power Collective. And on today's episode, I'm joined by none other than Anne Kern's Executive Vice Chair of MasterCard. In her role, Anne represents MasterCard around the world, focusing on inclusion, diversity and innovation. Anne has also held senior positions within many global organisations, including a tenure as CEO of Transaction Banking at ABN AMRO, 15 years in senior operational positions at Citigroup and Chair of ICE Clear Europe. And currently the global chair of the 30% club, the wonderful 30% club, massive, massive big fan, and the chair of the Financial Alliance for Women. In addition, she's also the lead non-exec board member of the government's Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy, or BASE, uh, as well as having a seat at the board of Lightrock, a global private equity platform investing in sustainable business. And this year has just joined the Northern Power Women Powerless 2022. That is Quite an introduction there, Anne. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much, Simone. It's absolutely fantastic to uh, to talk to you again. And um, congratulations on such a fabulous powerless dinner this year. Oh, it, it was wonderful. It was, um, um, they're just saying it just before we, we started recording, there was just felt like there was almost at this moment in time, a moment in time where people sort of came together to have this conversation, to be part of this movement. And, you know, after the last couple of years being sort of many challenging in, in, in many ways, but equally bringing people together who've met from the waist up <laughs> into a room. So I think the magic of that, I think is brilliant. And I think you're the executive vice chair for MasterCard, you know, a global recognized brand, an organization that is known across the entire world. But what is, that's a big pressure, isn't it? Representing such a huge global brand. How do you deal with that? Well, I mean, I actually love it. I absolutely love the brand. I've been up here over 11 years now. And, uh, and the thing that I love about it is that it reaches something like 3 billion people 
around the world, um, connects them to the financial system, makes it easy for them to live their lives. In some ways, it kind of operates seamlessly in the background and, uh, and does up to about a billion transactions a day. So it's a very exciting industry to be part of and a lovely firm. I simply love the people here. Absolutely. And it's interesting, actually, when we, we launched Northern Power Women all those years ago, uh, we had one of your predecessor who was part of that, that launch event, Marion King, way back many years ago. So I think, so it's great that we've, we've been able to get MasterCard back into the conversation and, and, and this, as I say, this, this global brand that you have. And you were clearly using the power and influence that your position brings. I mentioned the, the 30% club. You are currently the, the global chair and the chair of the Financial Alliance for Women. Tell us about the purpose of these organizations for those who don't know and how they align with your your personal values. Look, two very different organizations. I'll start with Financial Alliance because that is actually a peer-to-peer network of banks, insurance companies, networks like MasterCard around the world um, that actually get together to talk about and to create products for the women's market because you know that, all over the world, women aren't served the same way by the financial industry as men. You know, fewer women have bank accounts, fewer women have loans, women have less insurance, less pensions, women who are entrepreneurs get less investment. And really, that's what this organization set up to do to actually start creating products for women to grab that fabulous she economy out there. And there's some big banks involved. For example, NatWest in the UK is a fantastic member. So that's the kind of thing that Financial Alliance for Women does. And it's all over the world. Now, um, 30% Club was actually started in the UK at a time that we had less than 12% women on boards. Um, it was a roughly about 11 to 12 years ago with the idea of if you get more than 30% of any minority in any position, they cease to be a minority. So that's what the 30% was about. And actually, it was instead of going for mandates of number of women on boards, we went out and we talked to the chairman and the CEOs of the big companies, the FTSE companies in Britain, and said, don't you want to change things? Don't you want a more diverse team? Wouldn't you like a bit more gender balance at the top of your businesses? And quite a few of them said, yes, we do. So we said, okay, will you sign up to this 30%? And the rest is history, actually, because not only has it worked in Britain, in actual fact, in the FTSE 100, we're getting near 40%. But now we're in the US, Japan, Australia, Hong Kong, all over the world again. And it's fabulous. I'd love to, I've, you know, I think the, the 30% club is something I've seen, um, you know, sort of for, in, from its inception and Dame Helena uh, Morrissey and, and capturing, I think one of the things that we've always been really passionate about is capturing the advocacy, the male advocates. You need that support, you know, we need that. Why, why is that? You know, that, that has been the heart, hasn't it, as well of the 30% club, that 30, that male advocacy. Oh, it's massive in the 30% club. And the reason is because unfortunately, the people who are at the top are predominant men, or at least it was on boards. Um, it's still very much true of CEOs and chairs. Uh, you know, they still, men still dominate. But having those men as allies and saying they want to change the world, that's what makes the difference. And I think the other thing about advocacy is the 30% club in Britain in, in 2020 started saying, look, 
it's you know we're we're cracking it for women but we still haven't cracked it for minorities in the sense of different ethnicities so we put racial targets in there of we'd like at least one person of color on every big british board and uh, because we're the 30% club we got a bit of a gender lens and we said we'd love 50% of those seats to go to women of color and that is happening i mean they're up at you know high 40s now so it's an exciting ch- time where we're really seeing change and i think I, that's what i i most admire it's that it's that it's easy to say right we got there 30% you've already said you're almost at 40% in certain I love that impatience I love the impatience and not you know it's easy to settle isn't it and go oh we're here we're here but I love that that constant innovation you're at a very senior level in what is a quite a male dominated profession what else would you like to see happen you've talked about the the ethnicity targets and you know how can we shift more women into positions like yours in in finance from this year onwards well you know, you're quite right, by the way, it is still quite a male dominated industry. And uh, while we're actually addressing the board level properly, we haven't really got the top of companies really balanced yet. I mean, we're still down at only 22% women in excos in Britain. And the problem is that the young women are not coming through the pipeline the way we want them to. And there's a lot of research being done here to say that actually they're dropping out at that first layer of management, that's where we see men accelerating and women holding or decelerating, leaving the industry and so on. And it's not just because all of us are going off to have children. I mean, some of us are, but that shouldn't be the thing that's causing this to happen either. So we're looking at that and saying, how can we really help women at that level? And really, it's all about sponsorship, mentorship, setting your uh, succession plans properly, and making sure that you put those young women into those P&L jobs. Give them the businesses to run. Don't be funneling them into HR or legal or these support functions. Not that those are bad things to do. I mean, some of my very best friends are HR heads and lawyers. But if you want to actually run companies, you have to have that business experience earlier in life. It's been intentional, isn't it? I think, you know, we, we've talked, you know, for the last, um, number of years, you know, about that, that seats at the table. You've talked about sponsorship, but it is that intention, isn't it? You know, don't just come here, but actually I'm with you. I'm alongside you, you know, sort of so, and everyone's different, aren't they? We all need different things or require different things. So I think it's being, being personal to the, to those, you know, to that, to that pipeline coming through as well, isn't it? There's no one size fits all, is there? (laughs) Completely. And you know, that's so true when you move into areas such as ethnicity, disability, everybody's an individual. It can be really hard, for example, for black women in Britain to climb up the corporate ladder. We recently, MasterCard did a study with London School of Economics about all the barriers facing. And I actually use black instead of women of color, because it's very different if you're Indian versus if you're from the Caribbean or of African descent. Uh, And often, you know, it's invisible to people who don't have those backgrounds. You know, we don't we don't perceive the biases because 
we actually probably bias ourselves. And uh, and by the way, you know, we're not subjected to the same sort of treatment. I actually said from the 30% club perspective, sometimes it was easier at the beginning where we were just focusing on women because the guys at the top, you know, had wives and daughters and sisters and so on that looked like the women they were bringing on the boards. Once you start introducing other aspects such as ethnicity, that's not true any anymore. And so it becomes harder and you have to really pay attention to how you eliminate bias. And sometimes that's what says, oh, it's hard, but then actually it's we just have to try harder and do more, don't we? <laughs> um, I think so. Let's talk about northernness. I always love uh, the northern superpower, you know, and a lot of people think of, of, of the city, you know, uh, the people in finance in the city who are generally from the, the, the London or the South. Have you ever dialed down your northernness or your northern, your northern attitude at work? At Not all? at all. I actually love being northern. In fact, I brag about it. <laughs> And, and the thing is, because I, you know, I feel that, um, being northern is about being upfront, honest, um, outwardly friendly. Do you know how it is when you go and you try something on in Liverpool one? It's the same in, in Newcastle. You know, you come out of a changing room in a shop and a half a dozen people who've never met you before in their lives look you up and down and say, Oh yeah, well, you look nice in that pet, you know, <laughs> things like this. I love that. I love that. I hate it when you're sitting on a tube and everybody's looking at the floor and trying to ignore you. Probably got a lot worse with masks, quite honestly. But um, I think that it's it's lovely being Northern. I feel part of a big family. Well, and you know what? We did a piece of research very early on back in 2017 and we, we interviewed, um, 38 female execs and, um, that were male, uh, leaders. And, you know, there was a real something in that Northern, that identity of being Northern, um, and almost seeing that as that real, you know, actually, what can I do to, to kind of, to showcase that and celebrate that? And I think that definitely came together last week in the, in the, in the awards or, or two weeks ago in the awards. And I know we talked about mentoring and sponsorship and we had a good old chat, didn't we, at, um, after the London Eye session for the, the WOW event. Yeah, the day, it was the day of the girl, wasn't it? International Day of the Girl. And it was a buzzy room, wasn't it? It was so lively. And, you know, what part of mentors had to play for you through your career? You know, I would say that I got really well mentored by my bosses. And I've always said, by the way, Simone, that if you want to have a really honest judgment of how you were doing, ask your ex-boss, especially if you're friendly with them. Because often people find it really hard to give you totally honest feedback when you're working together. Um, but I've had a lot of help. In fact, one of my bosses at Citibank promoted me on maternity leave. And it gave me such confidence about coming back to the bank after my 12 weeks off that I, I just found, felt fantastic walking through the doors and knowing that I was actually, you know, the next level up with, with a new baby. I mean, how amazing. And then I've had people that sponsor me. I mean, I, I sponsor quite a lot of people in business because this is about the ability that you're, you're senior in your organization. Somebody rings you up and says, you know, I'd love to move from where I am today. It might be, say, somewhere in Asia. And I'd love to move to North America. How, you know, how do I do this, Anne? And can you help me? And the answer is, yeah, of course I can help them. 
And so I think those two things in combo are two very different things, but necessary things to climb the corporate ladder. I think there is something about sometimes it's that um, feeling as though you you can ask for help. Sometimes when we do it, we do a lot of mentoring, different forms of mentoring. And sometimes it's that it's convincing people, people to be part of the conversation. That, oh, no, not me. No, no, no. Oh, no, let, let, someone else could have that. And I think it's really important that we all to have multiple mentors, multiple conversations. And, you know, I'm always over overwhelmed by the amount of mentors that we get coming forward because everyone I come across wants to use their power for good. And, and that's that's clearly you. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice of you to say so. I mean, the 30% Club has a fantastic mentorship scheme. I think there's something like two and a half thousand people involved in it in Britain this year. And it's cross com- company. So, you know, senior people, men and women in one company are mentoring women who could step up to sort of senior management and board level from another company. And of course, the whole thing with this is networks, isn't it? It's building your network, not just inside your company, but across companies. I think that's really vital. Through this scheme, I actually mentor people around the world. And actually, one of my mentees has just uh, become a partner in one of the big four companies. And uh, she lives in Atlanta. She's She's a black American. And it's been great for me. I mean, I didn't get her there. But I talked to her about her interview process and all the things that were going on. And we also talked about our families and so on, because it's been an interesting time with COVID, hasn't it? Absolutely. And I think that that's the power of that mentoring is about, I always think it's about being the best version of you. It's about you and it's, 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 it's enabling yourself to go, actually, this is about me. And it, it can feel awkward, but I think that's the power of mentoring. And finally, Anne, what does being on our Northern Power Women Powerless 2022 mean to you? We're delighted that to have you on board. Well, first of all, I, you know, I love that it's the Northern Powerless. <laughs> As I said, I very much identify with being Northern. And, uh, and I do think that the whole conversation today about leveling up is a really important one and one that I hope will happen in a real way across the, the country. I know it's very much discussed in my government position in Bayes. And I'm just delighted, Simone, that, that I'm recognized on this list with all of these other tremendous women that you've got on there. And I have joined one or two of your, um, sessions and just, Loved the whole conversation, and I, as I said before, we came on uh, on the air. I think you're quite a you're a media genius with your 27 million hits and so on. Uh, but really important that people are seen to get recognition and seen to you know uh, to identify with their roots and be able to share their success with each other and the wider community that's lovely and the thing I love is once you're a northern power woman you're always a northern power woman so you could go you could go and live in you know the other side of the world you could change careers you could change sectors but for us you will always be northern power women so and I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom, your passion, your you're a clear force of nature who's using their force for good and their power for good. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Simone. It's been wonderful. And thanks to you for tuning in today. If you love our episodes, let us know by rating, reviewing and subscribing to the podcast. Let your friends know about us. Reach out to us on socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all our other social media. I'm always proud of the fact that we can try and enable conversations with exceptional role models. And today is 100% up there with Anne. 
So please join us next Monday. We'll be joined by another amazing human from our Northern Power Women community. My name is Simone Rose. You've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes On Media production. Oh, yeah.